Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the cynical, cinephile point of view. And the hopeless, romantic point of view. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And welcome to season two. Season two, baby! <laughs> um, thank you all so much for, for listening. Uh, you know, we've said this before, when we first started out, I don't, I don't think we expected to do this this long. Uh, and to make it to season two, uh, really, honestly, but because of you guys, you know, always tuning in, always listening, always commenting, you know, th- this is why we're here. So thank you so much. Yes. We're so excited for another year of Hallmark movies where we get to talk about them with each other, but also with you guys, mm-hmm. uh, which is really the most fun. It, it really is. And, and I can't think of a better way, really, to kick off season two than with this interview that we're about to share with you guys. Yes. When we were thinking, who could we have that embodies Hallmark (laughs) and the Hallmark Christmas season? You know, we wanted to talk to someone that knows lots about Hallmark, that's been in lots of Hallmark movies, Mm -hmm. and someone that we really enjoy. One of our favorites. We are talking to the king of Hallmark. Andrew, Andrew Walker. Cue applause. Uh, <laughs> it, it was an incredible interview. Um, we feel very fortunate that he sat down and, and talked with us. Uh, just an incredibly warm, genuine human being. Uh, very open. Just it was I, I, I feel like I'm still like beaming from it. Like it was just a great experience for us. Yes, the sweetest guy, and we we chat with him about all things Hallmark, uh, the holidays, and his upcoming new Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited for you all to hear this, and you know, again, thank you guys so much for listening every week. Thank you for getting us to season two. Yes, thank you, and here is Andrew Walker. Hi guys, this is Andrew Walker from the Hallmark Channel, and I'm on It's Technically Romance. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey guys. Thank you so much for uh, having me on today. Thank you for agreeing to come on. We're so excited. <laughs> no, this is this is awesome. So we think it's safe to say that you are the king of Hallmark we would call you. I think you've been in like 20 Hallmark movies. You might have like the the title for the most. I, I think I do. Yeah. Cameron Matheson and I, we, uh, we go back and forth. He's like, I think he's just like one, one below me. Uh, yeah. When we, when we think of Hallmark, I feel like I think of Andrew Walker. So how did you come to start working with Hallmark and what is it that keeps you coming back? Well, <clears throat> interesting story, how I started working for Hallmark. My wife and I have a small business here in Los Angeles, a a juice company, and we started it almost nine years ago now. When we first started, I'll I'll tell you the long story just because why not? Um, But we, uh, when we first started the business, I was like, you know, I'll take, I'll take six months off of acting and I'll just focus on getting the the business off the ground and going. And um, six months turned into a year, turned into a year and a half, turned into close to two years. And I hadn't worked really i hadn't i i wasn't i didn't have time to do auditions i didn't have time to uh go to acting class like it was like i was doing and studying and i kind of was resenting the the juice business but the the there was one gig that i did just before i ended up starting this juice business 
that was a, I played a neo-Nazi skinhead with David Strathairn. Um, I don't know if you know the actor, David Strathairn. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, Good Night and Good Luck. I mean, he was nominated for an Academy. So, you know, just an unbelievable actor and mentor and just like a, just a, a wonderful soul, beautiful human being. And, uh, and so I did that one gig right before we started this juice business. And basically the, this director out of Winni Winnipeg, his name is Gary Yates, who's done a ton yeah. of these Hallmark movies, really great director. He was doing one in Vancouver and he saw this movie, this, this uh, it's called Steel Toes. It was a, and he saw me perform it, you know, play this neo-Nazi skinhead. And some, for some reason he, he went, that's the oh guy that I want in my Hallmark movie. <laughs> And so I got a call, I got an offer for a Hallmark movie. And I was like, oh, what's this? Like, I, aren't they the card company? And I had no idea about Hallmark. And, you know, I hadn't watched any Hallmark movies and I just didn't even know about the network. Uh, so I agreed to do it because I hadn't worked in a little while. And it was with Ariel Kebel. It was called The Bride for Christmas. And uh, it did really well for Hallmark, I guess. And people responded pretty, you know, pretty positively to it and uh and that was my first foray into uh hallmark movies and and then it would just started snowballing from there and actually funny enough and i've told people over at hallmark this that if it actually wasn't for hallmark coming into my life at that time our business probably wouldn't even exist to the day to to where it is today because it i we i went to go do that job and i came back we needed the money as a family we needed the money as a as a you know as a as a juice company and so i had i had this you know this this real fortunate string of movies that that helped our business grow and helped kind of sustain us as a family as well just living in you know in los angeles so it was um a real blessing that's awesome yeah that's, that's great yeah we love gary yates and we know you've worked with him a bit he's he's listened to the podcast <laughs> uh and messaged us he's a he seems like a cool guy He's a, he's a cool guy. He's a, he's a, he's a very particular person. He's a very, uh, he's a special person and I've, I've done, I've done five movies with him now. So oh, wow. he'll say the same thing about me, but you know, we, we kind of uh, rag on each other a bit, you know, and just uh, ride each other on set. It's fun. Nice. Yeah. You know, as someone that has been in so many, many Hallmark films, what do you think it is about these Hallmark movies that resonates with fans so much? What do you, what do you think is that special Hallmark magic that really comes up in these films? Well, it's escapism, right? It's, um, you know, people are people, majority of people in the world. I mean, we're all, most most people deal with mental health issues and, you know, crises in their life and work issues and just like all the stuff that we have to deal with as human beings, planetary, I mean, environmental issues, you mean mm -hmm. everything, you know? And I think Hallmark gives people the ability to just turn on the TV and, and escape and just not think about, you know, day-to-day -day life and the struggles and the stresses and, and, and not that, you know, I think it's a, it's a balance, right. Of just being able to, to process all that stuff that we have to deal with is just, you know, just being human beings. But I think it also helps people when they leave watching a Hallmark movie, it kind of shifts them a little bit and maybe it helps you love more. Maybe it helps you be more aware of like relationships in your life. Maybe it helps, you know, it's just, I, I feel like I've, I've almost, I've changed a lot of my approach to, to some of the movies I look back uh, that I did when I didn't have kids. I wish that I could have revisited some of those roles now that I have children and 
and bring a bit of what I've learned as being a dad or what I've been exposed to as a dad into these roles now. But um, I think it's just, it's really that it's just escapism and it's, um, it's family friendly. There's not a lot of TV out there. I remember, you know, sitting down with my TV dinner with my, with my parents when I was younger and my sister watching Disney on Sunday night, Disney movies. Mm -hmm. And it was just a, you know, safe place for all the family to sit down. There was, we'd watch Herbie, you know, the, the, the buggy <laughs> movies and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, just, I feel like Hallmark is, is, uh, is bringing that to, uh, to, to families' homes all across the, the world. Yeah, I think that's a great point. There really isn't a lot of family-friendly content these days. No, no, there isn't. Yeah, so I heard in an interview that you see each movie as like a, a different journey for you. So is there a particular movie, a particular role that's been like, a really special journey for you? Maybe something that surprised you or taught you something, like something that stuck with you? Yeah, you know, um, well, one of the movies I was just talking about before, A Dream of, a Dream of Christmas with Nikki DeLoach, that's a movie that I wish I would have been able to revisit now at the stage I'm at in my life. That We shot that movie around five years, five, yeah, five years ago. Nikki and I were both new parents, but we were still kind of in the, in the thick of it. You know, our kids were a year old. And, um, but that movie about winning you know, having to win my way back into my life's, my, my, my wife's life or heart yeah. um, was an interesting, interesting movie for Hallmark to do and uh, an interesting storyline. And it was just, you know, I feel like looking at it now, I've been with my wife for 18 years and we own our business together. We're business partners, we're partners in life We're, you know, and, and uh, we definitely have gone through our struggles. We've gone through, you know, and it's just, it was a very real depiction of like what life is about, you know, it's a, you know, people constantly have to try to find the love again and try to, and, and relationships are work, you know, but if you put the work in, it's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, it can end up being such a fruitful and beautiful mm -hmm. uh, reciprocation of just of, of your of love, you know, I guess of, of love is the best way to put it. And I think that that movie was interesting to, to, to look at it from, a perspective of a, of a, of a couple kind of in the thick of it with the kids and, and things break, you know, they, they, she wakes up one morning and her life is different. And it's kind of like that Nicolas Cage movie, you know, um, family man. Oh yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but yeah, yeah, I I was, yeah me too. I love that movie. And uh, so that was, that was a, you know, a kind of a, a movie that shifted me a bit as an actor for, for Hallmark. And um, I was trying to think if there was another one that, you know, every, every movie is a journey. And I, I think, some actors look at Hallmark movies as more of like on a macro level and go, oh, well, it's all the same stuff. It's all the same storylines. And it's all, you know, you know, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. But I look at it more from a I love building that on camera and off camera relationship with my leading ladies and my my fellow castmates. And, um, you know, a guy could be playing my best friend or brother. In a, in a movie and there's an actor named Preston Vanderslice that I worked with up in Vancouver and he he and I did a movie called um, Christmas on my mind and he played my brother in that movie and it was so cool to build that relationship with him over a 15 day span as my as being my brother mm -hmm. and so that's the journeys that I talk about these little like you know there's these little journeys and these that are very stimulating and very interesting to me as an actor and I I, I just I you know, fall, falling in, in love with somebody is a, it's, it's scary. And it's, you know, it, it, the unknown. And, and so I like going into it with that same innocence as you would coming into a real relationship, you know, and 
there is a lot of a piece of me that's in in every single relationship that I try to build build on on camera you know so it's it's vulnerable and it's very close to who I am as a person as well so I think that's the cool thing about Hallmark movies is the very beginning it was it was a tough space to to, to work in because it's super vulnerable because it's very close to who I am as opposed to playing a neo-nazi skinhead you know <laughs> where I can I can do and say things and be a certain way and and it's you know I'm not it's not really me <laughs> you know I, I love that. I mean, the, the vulnerability that you're, you're speaking of, I think that might be why so many people resonate with you and your characters is because we're able to just identify that vulnerability and really connect with you because of that. Thanks, man. Yeah. You know, I appreciate, I appreciate that. That's, um, that's all I can ask for. Right. Well, I mean, uh, is there anything else that you do to kind of prepare for these roles? I mean, you say you kind of go into it with like a fresh mind, uh, but is there anything in particular, any, any, I guess, exercises you do to kind of get ready for this? Yeah. You know, um, quarantine was actually the best. That was that I first off, I think that everyone should just force themselves to be in a 14 day quarantine without <laughs> being around anybody because it was actually pretty, a he pretty healthy uh, experience for me. But my process is when I get the script, I just read it as many times as I possibly can um, until I'm around five, six days before I start shooting. Sometimes I get the script you know, with, with only a week left before we were going to camera, but it's, it's getting, it's much, much better now over the past, I think two years, they've really started to reach out to the actors they want for their, to, to be in their films a couple weeks before, at least you get two weeks before you, you go to camera, but there are so many changes in the script still, but I just, I read the script that I get over and over again, as many times as I can. So say 30, 40, 50 times, as many as I can wow. really get, you know, ingrained in the story and understand what's happening. I'm one of these readers that I need to do everything I possibly can to focus. So I listen to spa music and I just, you know, just try to do it in a one hour increment, take a, go grab a tea, make a coffee, go, you know, do a little yoga or workout session or whatever, and then come back to it. But then six days before we go to camera, I like to reach out to the leading, you know, leading actress, go out for a bite to eat, maybe work on Zoom during quarantine. Obviously, we couldn't be together. So I'd like to, you know, have a little Zoom chat with them and uh, get to know them as well as I can before we go to camera. And and really, I mean, I really, I really just, I, I meditate a lot and I just try to be as present as I possibly can. And actually, I, I take this from David Strathairn back in the day when I was working with him, he was asked, like, How, what's your process? And he goes, well, acting's an inside-outside thing. So there's, you're constantly working on, you know, the material and, and what's happening in the story that you're telling, but you're also hyper aware of things that your character might be doing in, in, you know, if, if it's a, if it's a baseball movie, you know, I'll be watching a lot more baseball and I'll be, you know, watching interviews of baseball players and I'll be watching, you know, I'll just, you know, be open to that world a little bit more. And if I'm a race car driver, I'm doing the same thing with that, but then you get into the actual person, you know, and that's, I, I, did they have a death in the family? Did they, how does that affect you? You know, how does that, how does that affect somebody if the death in the family only happened, you know, a, a year before? Was it a sibling? Was it a, you know, in Hallmark, they have, they haven't really touched that where, but, you know, there's a death as a sibling. Um, mm. But I've had parents that have passed away. The last movie I just did, both my parents passed away suddenly in a car accident. So I had to carry that with me throughout the movie, you know, and just obviously s subtle, you know, but how did how does that change somebody you always that always sticks with you you know and i've i haven't lost both my parents um fortunately yet but um uh, my mom has has very progressed alzheimer's and dementia and she's um 
she hasn't she's been confined to a wheelchair for the past year and a half close to two years now and she's in really rough shape you know and and i've prepared myself mentally for that day i know it's going to be different when it actually happens but uh but i kind of I was thinking about her a lot through this whole process and just how this has had, you know, how this has made me feel and, and just, yeah, just trying to be as, as open to these, the, 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 uh, the reality, the, what's happening, the reality of the, the character, you know? So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I, how I, how I prepare for it. Great. I mean, thank you for, for sharing that. I'm really sorry to hear about your mother too. Yeah. Oh, thanks guys. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, and we're, we're dealing with it as a family and I'm just trying to be there as much as I can for my dad and, and, uh, and that's all you can do. Yeah. yeah. So you talked a little bit about like the different characters that you've played, like you've played like a cowboy sort of guy, baseball player, photographer. Is there a particular role that was like especially fun for you or one that was more challenging? The, the skinhead role was very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was uh, just an unbelievable experience to be able to tap into that headspace and and just commit and convince myself that that's who i am um i love i love westerns in general i love playing a cowboy if i could i would just do i would love to be the modern day uh clint eastwood um i would just i would do i would pepper in you know like two westerns a year if i could every every year i could see Uh, that yeah (laughs) and uh so yeah westerns for sure have been a lot of fun and I really liked the perfect catch again in Nikki Nikki Deloach movie where I played an ex baseball player. That was a lot of fun to to play. I, I played a high level of of football growing up, mm-hmm. and so just playing a a uh, an ex pro athlete was a lot of fun to you know just play play with uh, with who who that person is. You know what what uh, what a pro athlete deals with and fans and you know being in your own head after you're done. You, he he blew a game. He he blew the World Series. So it was he was I was dealing with that as well. Um, and coming back to my hometown and dealing with people just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to hear it too. And, you know, it was just, I remember playing a bad game football and it would, it'd be my identity for the next week until the next game. And I'd have to like shake it, you know? So, but those are probably three of my, you know, Western's most fun. I think they're the, and they're well-rounded, you know, there's like a little love story, little, uh, you know, bad versus good, good, you know, good versus evil. And, um, riding horses. I love riding. I, I love being on horseback. It's, uh, it's been a, an acquired thing to do, but now that I've, I've done so many of these Westerns and I've had so many different teachers and coaches on, on horseback, I've, I've really been able to, I've, I've really appreciate, I've seen that I've appreciated it so much more now than when I was, I did a series when I was 16 years old, where I had to, in Montreal, where I had to ride a, a horse, a horseback throughout the entire series for one whole year. And I just, my horse and I did not get along. We were just like, he'd see me in the morning and he'd be like, (laughs) and I'd look at him and I was like, you're going to be okay with me today. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was a real uh, love hate relationship. (laughs) Well, you know, I feel as, as an actor, you have really great range. You're able to play these characters that have a lot of comedy, a lot of wit. And then you're also able to really, you know, have a lot of, a lot of depth, a lot of sadness as, as well. Is there one that you prefer? doing do you do you like the the comedic wit do you like sort of the the sadder roles which, which ones do you kind of resonate more with um thanks hamilton i um you know i really like to i'm i'm a gemini and i think that's i couldn't be doing any other craft outside of acting i don't think is my my primary 
line of work because I just, I think I, I don't, I don't really, I couldn't really pick one or the other. I don't want to be doing a TV series where I have to, I have, you know, close, couple of close friends that were on a TV series uh, back in the day. And it was, it's a really tough series called Revenge. And it was a really tough workplace to show up to. Like every single episode was, you know, fighting for their life or just, you know, backstabbing people and this and that. So it, I think it's fun to play those roles, but I, what I appreciate about Hallmark is you can do everything in between and yeah. Hallmark now is also starting to open that up a lot more where we can, we, we can show a little more sadness and be a little more vulnerable and, and push the comedy a little bit more. So I think it's a very exciting world that Hallmark is, is uh, venturing into and allowing their actors to venture venture into as well. So I think, yeah, I, I don't really have a, a one or the other. I can't really pick one or the other. You like both. So, you like, you like, yeah, the range. I like both. I like range, yeah. Um, and you, you said, you know, you couldn't see yourself doing anything else. We know you've, you've done some producing before as well. Is that something you'd like to do more of? Is that, did you enjoy that? Definitely, yeah, I like producing. I, I haven't really, people have asked if I wanted to direct. I, I haven't really wanted to direct necessarily. My wife's cousin is Tyler Hines. You know, you know Tyler Hines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does homework too? <laughs> he does, yeah, he's, he's been around the block. Uh, Tyler is like, he's a director. He, he's a creative guy through and throughout. I am more creative when it comes to story. I, I work with the actresses and the producers and the director I'm working with on whatever film. And I usually change a decent amount of the dialogue that I'm doing, or at least try to bring in some elements into the story that uh, just to keep a, like a consistent through line. Cause sometimes scripts pass through so many different hands that, you know, once it gets to camera, sometimes there was just like things on page 78 that just don't jive with the character on page 72 or 27 or 22 or whatever, you know? So mm -hmm. I just try to find consistencies with the script through lines within the character and, 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 and in the script. And so I really love the story side of things, but creatively from a visual perspective, I'm not really interested in, in figuring that stuff out. I know what works and what doesn't work, but producing is more in line with the story. So I'm, uh, I'll leave the visual to, to a talented director or DP. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I think I produce, you know, and I, I, with the juice business on the, you know, on, on the other side of things, I do get a lot of, uh, I'm able to do, to tap into a lot of creative stuff on that side of things like visual as well when it comes to like our branding you know myself and then my wife we created the branding of our bottle and we created we create a lot of our sell sheets and our one sheets and and work with you know some people on our on our social media posts and you know just uh so that's that's kind of the other side of things that keeps me satiated you know with it when it comes to to creative uh visual creative stuff okay so yeah. i mean you mentioned stories so are you saying we could see maybe a hallmark script from you soon I wouldn't write a script from front to back. Uh, I I'm good at taking scripts and and you know redlining and just just make you know making this beefing the story up a little bit more mm -hmm. either the comedy or just the relationships in the script and stuff. So that's that's what you, what you'll see for the short term. Maybe down down the road there might be a a script. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just you know right now it's I uh, it's just about the acting and and you know helping make each script the best it could possibly be when it goes to camera. That's awesome. So talking about kind of changing up some of the script. So you do, do you do a lot of ad-libbing like on set? Is that fun for you? I love ad-libbing. Yeah, I love it. I love ad-libbing. It's a lot of fun for me. I love when an actor wants to 
you know, play a little back and forth, a little ping pong, you know, and just be, you know, do things as a surprise. I worked with this great actor, actually, who was actually on the show Revenge with, uh, with, with my, my friends, uh, James Tupper. You know James Tupper? Oh, yeah. So he was in this past... <laughs> He was in this past, he was on Big Little Lies as well. So he was like literally on set with uh, Reese Witherspoon and um, Zoe, played Zoe Kravitz's husband in uh, Big Little Lies and Meryl Streep and like all these, you know, amazing actors. And then he's, and then he's on set with, with, with me. <laughs> um, so it was just I mean, a you're the of king of Hallmark, work. Andrew. So hey, that's all right. another. <laughs> uh, so he, he and I had a lot of fun messing around with dialogue and just, you know, just, throwing some some ad-libs in there and and also amy teagarden was in this movie as well and she's an, an, a phenomenal actress so the working with the two of them they were very open to ad-libbing and changing things up on the fly and so i i do i do love that and i appreciate that when other actors want to play yeah it's fun for us to try to like figure out like what's ad-libbed and what's not because sometimes we feel like that feels so genuine like that had to be yeah. ad-libbed yeah yeah <laughs> That's the whole point of like just reading the script and preparing so much before because I don't want to have to find my lines on the day or just think about my lines. They have to be far deep in my brain and just it has to just come out as, as naturally as possible when I'm you know on the day. And if things happen, you know, there could be a something, you know, a carrying, you know, cups in a scene and one cup falls and you catch it and like keep going, you know, it's kind of a fun just you know, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. It's just reality, you know? Yeah. So, if it's, you know, if things happen in, in the scene that are you least expect that they're going to happen, just, just go with it, you know, a lot of the time. And I think that's, uh, yeah, that's how I try to approach my, my, uh, my process or my craft. I love it. Cause I mean, since you've read it so much, you know, these characters inside and out, you really start to start to start to speak as them and start to know what they're going to say in a certain situation. Yeah. I mean, it's very, they're, they're all, they're all very similar to who I am. So it's not, like it's you know, brain surgery here, but I. Uh... <laughs> so with the holidays coming up, we thought it would be fun to just ask you a few holiday related questions since we have uh, our season two starting. So this Congrats. is. Gonna... Thank, Thank you. you. So this is going to be like our first big interview for season two. So we're just so honored that. You oh, guys, thank you. Um, I'm honored. Oh, so with the holidays coming up, do you have any particular favorite traditions that you look forward to every year? Yes. Yeah. You know, Christmas now is, is, it means so much more than, you know, with kids it's, this is, this is the best, you know, and especially having a six-year-old, um, we have a one, we have a 20 month old as well, but he, uh, and he's starting to get to that place now where he's understanding certain things, but the six-year-old is just, he he's talks about he's already talking about christmas um our tradition is my family my wife and my family are all back in montreal fortunately we're all there together so we get to go back and um we spend a lot of time at my we we live at my in-laws when we're there and i'm a big skier so we go skiing my brother-in-law is our old our not old but our our previous gold medal mogul skier um he won the gold in, at lillehammer for canada so it's cool. It's great. Him and I get to ski together. And uh, my wife and her sister, they, they'll have wine back at the chalet. But yeah, we just, it's just a lot of family, you know, just we get together in Montreal. We're there. A lot of friends of ours have cottages. So we go there, we skate, we, we're on the lakes playing hockey, just like real Canadian stuff, you know, maple syrup on the poutine. snow. All the poutine. poutine. The poutine. Yeah. So it's just a lot of, 
you know, we really embrace the winters when we're there um, because that's what you have to do when it's minus 20 outside. Yeah. You just, you can't sit, you know, and also we embrace sitting next by the fire as well. And, you know, with a nice warm cup of cocoa and a blanket and just cozy up, but it's uh, yeah, it's just really being in the s- snowy winters, winter wonderland and and being with family and having a lot of uh, quality time just, you know, and really unplugging, you know, we try to really unplug just like digital detox, leave our phones aside. We're, we're, you know, with the business and just the nature of being in a city like Los Angeles, there's so there's constant stimulation coming at you, you know? So when we're back in Montreal together as a family, we really try to just, we pull out traditions. Also, we have, we pull out a puzzle. We do a thousand to 1500 piece puzzle every single year. So we try to get that done over a three week span while we're there. Wow. Um, so it's every day in the evening, like after kids are in bed, we'll come down. My father-in-law will have a little, we call it a nip you know we'll have a little single malt and we'll sit there we'll play do the puzzle myself my wife her sisters they're you know the parents and yeah just spend a lot of time with my parents and just take them around i usually drive my parents around the city and just go see you know the lights and go downtown montreal where it's all lit up i try to go to a hockey game the montreal canadians i'm a huge hockey fan as well so it's just a lot of just like real inundating, you know, myself into back into Montreal culture and life. And yeah. Are you uh, chopping down your own Christmas trees? Yeah, we did actually last year. We, uh, yeah, it's a great, a great farm. You know what we do? We drive out to Tyler's, uh, Tyler's house, Tyler's house where he grew up in and his parents and they're, they live right next to a tree farm. So last year, Tyler yeah. wasn't there. Tyler was actually in, in Toronto. But we hung out with Be- Betty, his mom, and and Tony, his dad, and uh, they're the best. His Tyler's parents are so cool. Betty, his mom, is so funny. She is just like she should she should have a stand up comedy show. Honestly, <laughs> she she is great. And so we hang out with them, and and yeah, just go out and chop down a tree, bring it back to Montreal. We drive out about it's about fifty minutes to an hour away from where Cassandra is, where my wife's parents live in Montreal. That's awesome. It, it just sounds it's so idyllic. Like you're, you're living this like Christmas fantasy. So like when you do these Hallmark Christmas movies, it's like, oh, I've done this. I know yeah. all this. Yeah. It's, it's second nature to me. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's funny. And Tyler and I are together too. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> that, should, that should be the, the ultimate Christmas movie. Andrew and Tyler. I yeah, there know. we go. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Lum- lumberjacks. Just lumberjacks <laughs> going off to, to the woods together. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask, because I know you moved to California and you were from Canada. So it sounds like you spend most of your Christmases in Canada. Because I was going to ask you, what is the difference between like a California Christmas versus Canada? I've spent two Christmases here. And one was, well, two, yeah, two years ago now, because my my son, his, his my youngest, his birthday is December 18th. Oh. So we we had him and then we stayed that Christmas. We had all of our family come out, which was amazing. And beautiful thing about California Christmas is Los Angeles is so packed, you know, always. The freeways are just jammed. And from around December 15th to 20th on till just past New Year's, it's empty. Streets are empty. Hmm. You, you can get around anywhere, you know, in no time at all. And they do. It's beautiful. You know, it, California does. Los Angeles does a really great job at Christmas. They have the, the skating rink out at Santa in Santa Monica. So you can skate outside. There's uh, they light things up like crazy. You know, it's just be- beautiful, beautifully lit with the lights and the palm trees and the lights. And I just it's a neat, you know, different kind of 
visual than what you'd normally get, you know, with a, with a white Christmas with the evergreens yeah. and stuff. But yeah, because, you know, just how, it, how it's it being so quiet here and the Christmases that we have spent here, it was just nice to not have to, because the one, the one caveat or the one, you know, kind of, I don't want to say like a little stresses me out a bit, but it's, yeah, it's the thing that, you know, that I, I just, I just hate how, how fragmented my, I, I have to see so many people when I go back over the holidays at Christmas mm-hmm. to Montreal and I don't have to, I lo- like, I have all my high school buddies are there and we're, we're super, super tight. So we try to do some big gatherings, which are great, but then it's all the small one-offs, like going, going to, you know, splitting time between the two families and my mm-hmm. aunts and Cassandra's aunts and uncles and this and that, and, you know, and just like, it's just a, it is a lot to bite off when yeah. we, when we go back. So it was nice to just have our peace and quiet here when, you know, when we were stayed in LA, but look, I, I, I take, I take both. I'll, I, some, I know there's going to be years as, as they come. And as we were, you know, we have more as our kids get a little older and they might have less time off school. Um, so we might not be able to go back for as long, but I, we try to do two trips back to Montreal every single year for about a month, each trip. Um, this year, obviously with my six-year-old in school, he's only has a couple weeks off, so we can only go back for two, three weeks. I'm also going to the Roma drama, um, the, the convention in, uh, in Florida this year. So yeah. that takes place January 7th, 8th and 9th. And I'd like my wife to come down with me just so we can take a little vacation. So we might prolong our holiday holidays a little bit. Um, keep the kids in Montreal and we'll just jump on a flight down to Florida because okay. we don't usually get a lot of, a lot of time to just travel the two of us and yeah. we have the parents up there. So that's what we're going to try to do. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I like, I love both, you know, I love both, but it's important for us to be able to, to spend concentrated time back in Montreal. Cause that's, that's where all, a lot of our, our families is yeah. still, you know, and our, and our, our closest friends are, are there as well. So, um, or some of our closest friends are there. So. Um, and it's nice the di- the difference between the snow and the and the the warmth of, of of LA and California. And we try to get a ski trip in every year too to go to Mammoth out here in in uh, in California, which is a four or five hour drive from LA. But it's a beautiful mountain resort, and uh, people people are surprised how close you can you can drive an hour and forty five minutes, and you're in this you're in the ski slopes here, really? wow. Los Angeles. From LA? Yeah, it's, from LA, yeah. There's a spot called Big Bear and, and Summit Mountain. Okay. And uh, Big Bear, Lake Arrowhead. Uh, Paul Green actually has a place up in Lake Arrowhead. He spends a lot of time up there with uh, with his wife. But it's a beautiful, you know, beautiful mount- mountainous. You just, you basically just, you go through to San Bernardino and you you zigzag all the way up through the hill. It's really cool because you, when you when you land at the base the base of San Bernardino Mountains, it's you know it'll be like sixty degrees or whatever in the winter time. And then you just keep going up and every, every mile it drops five degrees every month, you know, as you go up, then you hit the top and it's like 35, 30 degrees, 35 degrees. And, and there's, it's a winter wonderland. That's wild. Yeah, we gotta get out there. We've never been to the West coast. Mm-mm. You haven't? Mm-mm. No. Are you guys married? Not yet. Not yet. We're not. We've not been yet. together a very long time, but. Oh, great guys. Yeah. I love it. And you, and you've, you kind of just like, bonded over hallmark movies as well yeah i mean she when we first started living together she would watch the hallmark christmas movies like nonstop, and i'd never it would just seen be them. on the tv all the, time. all the time so he kind of had to watch them yes yeah, so i'd go out yeah. to get a, get a drink in the kitchen and i'd just be like looking at the screen as i passed by and i would do that enough that i finally just ended up sitting down and actually really liked them um yeah. you know I, I really think there's there's something very special about these movies not just from 
you know, the romantic side, but also from the technical side, these movies are made very well. Um, they're acted well, they're shot well, and a lot of imitators seem to, to miss some of those technical aspects. And so that's what I really wanted to highlight was that these movies are made well by people who really care about their craft. Yeah, yeah, no, they, the brand is really strong and, and they're, they're, uh, the expectations and the quality of work is high. And the, I, I think the set, set designs, the set decorators are just so talented yes. with the time that they have in order to, to build out those sets. And like the, the, the classic like walk and talks, you know, the street mm -hmm. walk and talks through the town, through the town or the, the final, if there's like a, you know, the, the final scene, if it's a, the bake sale or, you know, it, they just do it up so nicely. It's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. They do a really great job with it. It really is, especially, you know, for the Christmas movie, like lights everywhere, you know, but not, not too much, but enough yeah. that just sparkles and like, oh, they do, they do a fantastic job. They do. Yeah. Um, just moving back to Christmas real quick. Do you have a favorite Christmas dish? Like what, what would we, what would we be eating at the Walker family Christmas? At the Walker family Christmas? Yeah. Pretty traditional. You know, we were, uh, you know, just the, the classic turkey and um, we do a, a sweet potato casserole, which is probably one of my, my favorite dishes. We actually did it on home, uh, home and family. My wife and I went in and we did our oh. sweet potato casserole with Debbie. Oh, that's and, awesome. uh, and Cameron. That's really cool. uh, and then, you know, classic mat. We do, we don't do the mashed potatoes. We do cauliflower mash oh, now, wow. which is great. Like a garlic cauliflower mash, which you'd never think is cauliflower. Okay. So it's just a little, little lighter. You can eat more, which is, which is a good, <laughs> a good thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, just, you know, classic, the cranberry sauce stuffing. I do the stuffing every year. I do a, um, this like mushroom sausage stuffing. I, I have been going the veggie route the, the past couple of years uh, with the, with the, with the sausages. Cause there's, there's a lot of good veggie sausages out there on the market. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not, I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but I just feel like there's so much indulgence over, over the holidays that you just want to try to like cut back where you can here and there. Yeah. Um, my, my wife and her sisters together are incredible bakers. They, they're just, they, they should have their own HGTV or, or cooking, you know, on the, on the, the cooking network, Yeah, they should have a, they should have a show on the cooking network, the three of them, because they get together with their mom and they're just in the kitchen. They just bake, they bake the entire first like five days that we're there, just the three of them, oh, four of them in the kitchen. And uh, it's funny, they joke around because my in-laws kitchen, they call it a two bum kitchen. But if you, if you, if you, you know, kind of angle yourself, right, you get four bums in there. And uh, so two, two of them are on one side, two of them are on the other side. And they, they do they do a phenomenal job of of all the the, the baking and the, the cooking and so it's yeah which is very traditional thanksgiving the sweet potato casserole is probably something a little different that people haven't tasted or tried before um i make i make a sweet potato casserole but i do like marshmallows so what it, what's in your sweet potato casserole the one that we do it has like uh, more uh, pecans on the on the top okay. candied can, candied nuts on the top and um, it has uh, it's sweet potato and, and butter and cream and all that, you know, all that good stuff. Plus a bunch of spices in there. And, and, but the, but the sweetness is the caramelized pecans on top okay. and the brown sugar topping and stuff like that. But it's, it's like dessert in a, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he eats, it, I eat made. mine with a whole meal, but when I make it, he eats it. I use it for dessert. I can't, dessert. I can't do it. Can't do, it. <laughs> do you have a favorite Christmas movie or Christmas movies that maybe you like watch every year? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Home Alone, 
obviously like home alone is nice. one of my one of my favorites classic has and the and the the score you know that that movie score is just awesome yeah that's a do 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 was that was that elfman yeah danny yeah he's so good it's it's so haunting and beautiful and oh yeah oh yeah it's so good i like christmas vacation i like chevy chase's christmas vacation um I, I I love the classics, you know, like the the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the claymation, yes. uh, and especially now that we have I have you know my six year old is is at of the age that he can watch it with me. We watch you know we watch uh, Frosty the Snowman, the classic one. We watch the Peanuts. We watch you know all those. But really, the movie, the, my main Christmas movie that I have to watch every year is Home Alone. Nice. nice. How about you guys? We. We do. It's a wonderful life. Well, I, it was a tradition for me. And then we've sort of taken that on together, mm-hmm. which I don't think you liked it at first. That's growing it's on, grown me. on you. It's growing on me. Cause it's not really, the same way. It, it never, it never seemed like a Christmas movie to me. There's like yeah. two minutes of Christmas in it. And so I was like, this is it's not true. a Christmas movie, uh, but it's grown on me. Uh, Home Alone also. Um, Cause I mean, I, I, you know, I grew up right when that came out and it's just, it's stuck with me. You know, it's, it's like my main childhood movie. It is um, mine too. Yeah, I really like Santa Claus too. I Santa like the Santa Claus. Claus yeah, and Elf. And I was going to say Elf. Yeah. That's the other one. Elf. Yeah. Elf. Yeah. Like, yeah forget about that one. But then all the Hallmark movies. I'm watching. They like, get. It's, it's on. They're they're constantly on the TV during so the holidays. You, you watch them too. I watch. Oh yeah, I watch. I watch tons of Hallmark Christmas movies. I'll sit. I'll go downstairs in the basement of my in-laws after you know big day. Just what out out and about with the kids and kick my feet up and I'll just yeah I'll turn on the TV and watch. Uh, Watch my, watch my, watch my, my family. <laughs> all all awesome. my friends. So you're not sick of it. Friends. You just, you still love No, watching. I'm not. I don't watch them. I don't really, you know, truth be told, I don't really watch a lot of the Hallmark movies throughout the, the regular seat, the regular part of the year, mm-hmm. but Christmas hits and I'm, I love them. Do you, do you have a favorite Hallmark Christmas movie? That's not your own. <laughs> yeah. It's not my own. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could uh, be your own. I mean, <laughs> no no i know i'm not i'm not that self-indulgent <laughs> um uh <laughs> just my own i just watched my um i uh so one particular that i that i really liked i know there's a few i'm just blanking on the on on the names oh the names blend together the names they all together. blend together yeah yeah they really do i do like some of tyler's like legitimately really like some of Ty- tyler's a great actor so i like watching him in the in his in his movies I can't think of any particular ones. I just, I just have it on in the background. Yeah. You know, There's so many, so it is hard. To, there are so you know. many. But Christmas Tree Lane last year was great, by the way. Oh, thank yeah, you. We, we love that one. That was awesome. First movie back after COVID. We were the first project back in the industry, actually. So really? we were guinea pigs, yeah, for the entire industry. And it was, we, yeah, it was, we, we didn't really, like the protocols were still not, really set and, and solid so we were just you know just kind of being as uh defensive or just as like just responsible as we possibly could just you know just trying to you know make sure that every, everyone was safe and that's sure. also why christmas tree lane didn't didn't have a lot of background performers in it and or if you saw if you watch it again you'll see it's very sporadic the way huh. that they have them placed in some of the scenes but i really love doing that movie and and alicia witt's a, just a beautiful person i so remember cool. it yeah, no, no, she's just a great person. 
I just remember it being just so beautiful. Yeah. Like the way it was shot and everything, it was just so dreamy. Like it was just beautifully done. I mean, you talk about set design, just gorgeous on that film. Gorgeous. Love, I love, we shot it in Utah. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. Yeah, a little place called um, Provo, Provo, Utah. It's a little little strip. Looked like you were, we looked like we were in Colorado because I think it was supposed mm-hmm. to take place in Denver. Yeah. I think so, yeah. So yeah, when, you, when you'd see the backdrop, of, of all the mountains, it was, yeah, it was beautiful. So the the big question, and you've mentioned it throughout, we know that you have a new Christmas movie coming out this year. And you mentioned with Amy Teagarden and uh, James Tupper. So you mentioned on Instagram that it's unlike any other Hallmark movie that you've done. I don't know how much you can talk about it since we have, I don't even think we have a date yet for it, but if there's anything you can talk about and tell us about it, we'd love to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys. So I, I'm, I can, I'm, I think I can say enough about it that uh, can answer this question. Uh, yeah. I'm re- I'm really excited for it because, well, first off, I've, I've heard some really good things. I haven't seen the movie, the finished product yet, but I've, I've heard from people over at Hallmark that they're very excited for it to come out and it came together uh, surprisingly well, not that it was surprising, hopefully, but that it came <laughs> together well. Uh <laughs> I feel like every movie that I do, it's like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out pretty good. Yeah. It's it's throwing caution to the wind here, you know, but yeah, it's a, it's unlike any other Hallmark movie I've done because of how, uh, how much of an ensemble cast it is. It's a big ensemble cast. It's about a big family, little home alone-esque, you know, Uh, actually we, we, we were, we talked about home alone uh, a little bit when we were shooting that movie. Um, But the movie's about the foster, um, foster care and it's amy teagarden plays a girl who was a foster child works for a uh, works in foster care as well and she ends up doing a dna test right before the holidays like one of these 23 and me kind mm-hmm. of situations and she finds out that her birth father is only a few miles lives a few miles away from from her wow. and so she decides to contact him you know with a heavy heart kind of like uh anxiously you know this you know just reaches out to him and uh it's james tupper's character and and he he's taken aback by the situation and he uh but he's a like sweetheart of a man just a gem of a human being and he's like he's like come spend the holidays with us you know if 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 you don't have anything you're doing um i'd love to invite you to stay at our house meanwhile my character my father and james's character were uh in the we're in the uh, military together and they had fought overseas. They've been in Iraq, Afghanistan on numerous tours. And, uh, and so I, I was like a son to, to James's, to James's family. And uh, my parents had passed away suddenly from a car accident when I was 22 years old. So my character's probably like, you know, in his mid thirties or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've been going to ever since, ever since that, that accident had happened, James's family has taken me under their wing every year. I come and I spend the holidays with them. So, you know, it's it's two different worlds. It's kind of like this girl who has really been on her own and felt, you know, alone more more or less throughout her life, now being taken under this guy's wing. And my character, who has had a family for most of my life, and then I I am, you know, I've been dealing with this loss with this major loss in my life who I've also been taken under this family's wing. So it's just about like the unconventional style of what family is nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, family is so unconventional. Like it doesn't have to be 
birth, you know, a, a birth, a, you know, your it could be adoption, it could be foster, it could be. So it was just a really beautiful story about just an unconventional how unconventional a fa- family could be, and uh, and just seeing that the do- all the dynamics kind of unfold, and the kids not really accepting Amy's character or just understanding because the kids, James's. Uh, birth kids in the, in the movie they're they're all they're all much younger than Amy's character they're you know mm-hmm. by 15 years you know and so so they're just like how did this even happen like what yeah. you know and they're, they're asking their father the, the difficult questions like dad who like who is the mom how, what happened how did that wow. happen you know and so James plays this so beautifully it's amazing his like apprehensiveness and his like vulnerability as a dad explaining it to Amy and what happened with her mother and how it didn't work out. And also with, to his, to his current, to his kids. So it's, it's, it's just a, yeah, it's, it's much different than any other movie that I've, that I've done because of all the, these, these, the unconventionalities of, of the story. Yeah. It, it sounds completely different. Like that sounds like mm-hmm. a movies and mysteries. Is it, um... <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I mean, who knows? Sometimes they take these, they shoot them as a, as a channel movie and then they'll put them on movies and mysteries or sometimes the vice versa, you know, they'll shoot them as a movies and mysteries and put them on the channel. But I, uh, from what I've heard, this one's going to stay on the Hallmark channel. I don't think okay, it's in wow. movie mysteries. And also we were allowed to really, Amy and I, we, you know, we have some really great comedic moments that were just, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think, but like just, yeah, that you it just came like in the moment on camera, some of really? these moments that we had. Yeah. Which were, which was really, really cool. So we're going to be looking yeah. out for some ad libbing in this one. <laughs> yeah. Some ad libbing and some, some awkward pause moments and just like us not knowing what to say or not know like what <laughs> to do. And, and, and just, and it all plays itself. Like that's the, that's us, our characters just kind of starting to, to really flirt with each other, like each other, you know, seeing yeah. that there's you're having these sparks. Yeah, she's great. We loved her in uh, New Year's Resolution, which came out last year. So yeah, I was excited when I saw you guys were going to be pairing together in this one. I love it. I love. I love that we had this. Uh, yeah, this this opportunity to work together, and that's going back to the journey as well. Like every actress that I've worked with is so different in their process and the way they do things, and so finding what makes them tick and what you know what the areas that we can show that chemistry comes differently with every single person I work with. And, and that's, that's, that's again, going back to the, to the journey comment that I, you know, that I made. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're very excited Mm -hmm. for my Christmas family tree. So we're so thankful that you could share stuff with us about it. Um, Cause I haven't seen a lot of stuff online yet about it. So what you said makes it feel very unique, something I think we're really both going to look forward to seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And I appreciate you guys taking this time because this is actually one of the, uh, the first few uh, interviews that I've that I've had about Christmas Family Tree. I've had a few here and there, but um, I know they they start they start coming to me two weeks or so, three weeks before the movie airs. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can kind of pepper the the marketing, you know, with that. So um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate getting this opportunity to to speak to you guys. About well, it. thank you for sharing. Yeah, we like to we like to pepper very early. Very <laughs> yeah, early. yeah, I love it. Um, and then and finally, we we do this thing called Proud Plug where we like to have, uh, you know, you basically speak about something that you're doing, something you're passionate about, um, you know, the next film or your juice company, whatever you'd like to do, just give a shout out. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, my, my, my mother-in-law says, if you need something done, ask a busy person. And I feel like I've, I kind of always, I play it safe a little bit in my life. Like I just, 
I try not to take too much on because I have, I have a, you know, I have a decent amount going on with, mm. with our business and, and movies popping up and stuff like that. But I think I'm most proud of right now in my life that I decided to, I'm the, I'm the head coach of my son's baseball team. And I don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm really stepping outside my comfort zone because I don't like committing to anything that has to, that I, you know, that, that takes up that I know that I have to be at every, like, I, I would not be a nine to fiver. I'm just not, I just, I know I'm not that, that person, you know, to, mm -hmm. to, to have to, you know, have the responsibility. If I had to do it, I would do it. But baseball has really pushed me. Um, I'm, I'm having to prepare, you know, lineup cards and I'm having to, you know, think of drills and watch YouTube clips. And I don't even really, I don't even really like baseball, you know? And so <laughs> you can pull from your, so I'm, I'm the research you did for like, perfect catch. Yeah. Pull from that. Pull from yeah, I know. I know. I exactly. I'm trying to try to bring back uh chase, you know, that chase <laughs> character <laughs> embody him again. But I, uh, yeah, it's a bunch of, you know, I have 12 kids on my team, six, seven, eight year olds, and it's tough, man. Wednesday nights, we have practice hour and a half and we have games every Saturday and we only have five games left in the season, but seeing the way these kids have progressed and just, and taking different approaches with all, you know, every single kid is, has, you need to approach them differently in a way and seeing how I've, I've transformed as a, as a, as a coach and a person and, and how it's really shifted me and, and my patience, my level of tolerance and, and everything. It's just, uh, I think I'm the most proud of that. I decided to take that step and just, you know, put myself out there and, had that responsibility, tack on that extra responsibility in my life. And, um, and then just commit to the, to, to making these kids, you know, the, the best little versions of baseball players of themselves they could be. And, uh, it's been, it's been fun to watch, to watch their, their, uh, you know, their progression, how they've been getting better. And, and, uh, and also just, you know, how I've been able to conduct or get them to listen to myself and the assistant coach a little bit better now, figuring out how to, approach it differently you know so i think that's what i'm most proud of right now is just is just coaching i love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> not what i was expecting but i love that answer so much again we cannot thank you enough for coming on the show this has been absolutely wonderful <laughs> oh man thank you guys we appreciate it we appreciate it uh no seriously this was so much fun mm -hmm. You're awesome. I just, yeah, Thank this you is guys. like a, a dream for us. So yeah, we're really looking forward to to seeing this movie coming out. I think it's going to be a real winner. I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts in the movie once you once you see it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'd love to have you back on the podcast anytime. Uh, anytime. That. Yeah, that would be amazing. Cool. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday and uh, thank you again. It was great to meet good you. Good luck thank with coaching. Yeah, good luck with coaching. Appreciate it. We'll be thinking about you. I need all the luck. I need all the luck I can get. Yeah, thank you. 